0: Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel.
1: We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk
0: games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we got a three-parter for you. We're talking about Saints Row, Cult of the Lamb, and the news that Sony is raising the price of the PS5. We have a little bit of news to discuss before we get into the main ideas of the podcast here. Um, we have been wronged recently we have
1: this was the whole thing that i dealt dealt with this past week it actually started a little over a week ago but we got shadow banned on tiktok yes we did which what was, the crap tiktok <laughs> i don't know how this happened uh, just one day the way this started was <clears throat> is that one day we post a video mm-hmm. our video talking about the steam deck yep steam deck <laughs> yes and Immediately upon posting that video, I get a message saying that the video has been removed for violating community guidelines. Mm -hmm. And it gave examples like sexually explicit material or things that could be harmful, you know, all the general, like you're disobeying Mm -hmm. the community guidelines.
0: And my question was like, how many of those do you have to disobey before you get banned? Because as far as I could tell, all we had was the sexually explicit material.
1: (laughs) No. It was a video about the Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean, it was like
0: it was us sitting at these very TV trays talking about the Steam Deck. Like, yeah,
1: it was. It was. It was so.
0: You it can, was wholesome,
1: right? So you can put an appeal, and I put an appeal, and it, within a couple hours, they removed the. Uh, you know, they put the video back up. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that was weird about it: once the video went back up, it was getting no views. It was like they weren't showing it to anyone. Yeah, it, it was like somehow by Having that community guidelines thing, the video is getting no views. I thought, okay, well maybe it's just this one video.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then we put up a short a couple days later that is about um, what was it about? Oh, it was, it was about, about the Switch, Nintendo Switch Sports. Yeah, it was a, a review of Nintendo Switch Sports. That video also got no views. Yeah, they weren't shown to anybody. I thought, well, that's a little weird. Well, then we post a video of us. Talking about, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was our video about the Nintendo Switch. Okay, yeah. This was the one about the Nintendo Switch and, you know, will it go on to be the best-selling console of all time? Mm -hmm. Which was our best-performing video ever on our main YouTube channel. Yep. Um, TikTok, when we posted that video, upon posting that, I immediately got a notification that it had a copyright strike against it. Mm Mm-hmm which I thought was weird. And what was even more weird about it is that when you go and look at what copyrighted material that we had infringed upon, it said that it was our video. It
0: was the audio that we had recorded with these very microphones.
1: It said that the, co- the audio of our video somehow was, we couldn't use it. It was so weird. A bunch of bull crap. It was just the strangest thing. Um, so, you know, at this point, it's been about a week You know, and none of our videos are getting shown. We got that community guideline strike. We got the copyright strike against our own audio, which makes Mm -hmm. no sense. So something's up. At this point, TikTok is fully at war with our channel.
0: I think we were, um, we were growing too fast and it it scared them. You know, I think, (laughs) I think they got scared of like, like how far can the gaming gig boys go, you know? And they were like, we don't want to find out. Yeah. So we're going to stop showing their crap to everybody.
1: Yeah, they decided to you know, take the wind out of our sails a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, to take a line from Randy that he always uses when he's bad at a video game. He says, uh, he burns too bright. <laughs> you know, and, and I think we were just burning too bright on Tic You know, a um, couple, of, couple of millennials like us got no business on that Gen mm-hmm. Z platform, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still posting to it.
1: Well, it does seem that. I I do believe that this was a temporary shadow ban because our most recent video that we put up um, it wasn't like they've shown it to the world but they have shown it to people unlike Mm -hmm. the others where it had like
0: nothing unlike the other ones before that where they were shown to the world
1: (laughs) but so I do think that whatever ban was placed on our account um, I think it was temporary I think it lasted a week Mm -hmm. so I think we're back but still I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got... The community guidelines thing was weird. Uh, yeah. And like I said, we put the appeal in it and they took it away, but mm-hmm. it got triggered by some sort of bot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I started the video by talking about my extreme lust for the Steam Deck, but I, I don't know. Maybe that bot just heard lust. Yeah, and they don't. Maybe they don't want TikTok to be a particularly lustful platform.
1: You were, yeah. And we may be doing it again by talking about it right now. You don't use the word lust. What word? <laughs> exactly. I I wonder if it was lust. I also wonder if there was some like lost in the you know uh, automatic you captioning mean? where instead of Steam Deck we Wait, may, what do there you think may they have been another word that with our southern accents they thought we were saying. Um, I don't know what word, but maybe it was just some other word. Steam dock? Maybe. That could have been it. Huh. (laughs) But anyways, I think we're good. I think the TikTok stuff is over. But it was just interesting that we got kind of shadow banned on TikTok this week. We straight up did. But when we weren't being shadow banned on TikTok. We were having a great time. We were having a good time playing games (laughs) this week. It's been a great week for playing games. So this past Tuesday... Saints Row was released. Now, Saints Row, this is a reboot of the Saints Row franchise. Mm. Okay. That's very hip
0: right now. I've never played a... Add stage. it to the statistic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have never uh, played Saints Row. Me neither. So I thought, well, with this reboot, it'll be a great time to try it and mm-hmm. get into it. I won't feel like I'm on, like, the fifth game or something, you know? Yeah. It's a good time to get in. Yep. And, um, you know, I had no expectations The only thing I had ever heard about Saints Row is that it's vaguely Grand Theft Auto-like.
0: Yeah, that's all I've ever heard.
1: So I went into it. So I think that I have an interesting perspective about this game because I had no prior experience with it. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what my experience with it has been this week because I've been playing it every day this week. And uh, the reason I think it's interesting is that right before uh, the game released, all the reviews went out. And the reviews were very
0: negative, mm-hmm.
1: so I got worried,
0: as they often are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got worried, but I do think that because I haven't played it before, I, I can kind of bring a perspective that maybe the people who have, who you know had expectations, you know, I didn't have those. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also didn't purchase the game. I rented it through GameFly, so whether I enjoy it or not is not dependent on how much money I sink into it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know if I had like if I had paid money towards it, I would have been more critical or less critical if I'd be trying to justify a purchase. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I just rented it. So I will say that a uh, first impressions, <clears throat> I'm now about. My save file says I'm 15% of the way through the game. I don't know if that's like an actual 15%. Yeah,
0: if that's like completionary.
1: Or if I'm like getting, yeah, if I'm like, you know, halfway through the game or if I yeah. really am 15%.
0: You can't trust those things.
1: No, I, it feels like I'm probably about, I don't know. It doesn't feel like I'm super far into it, but I played maybe like six hours of it.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty meaty game if you don't feel like you're that far into it. You've played six hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's definitely a pretty meaty game. But I will say that I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's going to go down as being like game of the year or anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for a game that's just like stupid fun, I'm enjoying it. Uh, that being said, there are some things that I think are bad about it. But it's just, you know, it reminds me of an old, you know, like old style games where the point of the game was just to do something that was fun, not to have like this epic story or, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, it's not brown- groundbreaking in any way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it is fun. Um, So, like I said, reception in this game has been really negative. Every review I've seen of it has not been very positive at all. I think, like, even IGN, who usually really gives higher they're soft yeah they're very IGN's soft very on soft games, games over there. and they give high review scores to games that don't deserve it i think yeah. even they gave it like a 71 out of 100 that's so, bad so if ign's giving your game a 71 it's pretty bad but um i don't know i mean like one of the things that i think you know came up a lot in the reviews is everyone had early copies yeah and uh the, those copies didn't have the day one patch. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the criticisms that were, you know, levied against the game, like specifically there were some graphics glitches. And I noticed in the videos of the reviews, they had a lot of graphics glitches that I haven't experienced. Yeah, And so that seems to have been fixed in a day one patch. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reviewers said that the aiming felt weird and that they weren't able to get it, even after messing with controls and stuff or, you know, in the menu trying to fix things, they weren't able to get it to feel right. The aimings felt good to me. So maybe that was also fixed. I don't know. Uh, but so some of those things was certainly fixed in the day one patch.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, I guess it's a good thing we turned down that early access copy. You know? Yeah, no, right. I mean, they tried to get us to review it. We said, Gaming Gig can't be bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't expect that to crack you up.
1: It did, it got me but uh some of the
0: gaming can totally be bought by the way yeah if you just reach out
1: it doesn't matter what game you want us to play we'll play anything
0: uh we'll crap on every game equally
1: (laughs) that's right now some of the criticisms that i think are a little more um you know maybe accurate is that the humor is not very good it's cringy Mm. the story is about a group of roommates in their like I'm going to guess, like, mid-20s. And you can imagine the, like, all the stereotypical roommate banter and shenanigans and stuff. It's all there. Mm. And it doesn't hit. It's stupid. It's cringe. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not funny. It's trying to be funny, but it's not.
0: Okay. It's not trying to be cringy. It's trying to be genuinely funny.
1: I don't know. And that's the thing is, like, the game is so over the top. Mm-hmm. All Everything is so over the top. And, like it doesn't take itself so seriously at all. Yeah. And I think the game is at its worst if you try to take any of it seriously, whether that right. be the humor or the interactions or anything. Because I think if you do, it's just going to come off as super cringe. But if you just like think of it through the lens of like they're trying to be stupid and cringy with this, they're trying to be stereotypical or over the top with all this, then maybe it's more of what they wanted it to be. Right. It's not so bad.
0: Well, maybe you should just think of it that way.
1: Yeah. My general advice, if you're interested in Saints Row, I would say do not take it seriously because the game doesn't take itself seriously. It's not a masterpiece. It's not going to be one of those games uh, that you go into and come out of being like, man, that was amazing. But it is fun and I think there is a lot of fun to be had there. If you just like doing, you know, crazy over-the-top missions where you're having to shoot down Uh, all these gang members or you're having to like uncharted style jump from car to car and shoot down with an rpg take out cars and stuff like that's just fun it's It's just fun gaming
0: it's average day in the life of a roommate right
1: and it is it's like it's stupid and overblown but if you just go into it knowing they're like hey i want to have some stupid gaming fun i think it can be found that being said you might want to wait for a sale because it's not like the game's kind of Be amazing. Mm. I wouldn't buy it full price. I don't know if full price is seventy dollars or sixty dollars. I don't know. Mm. But I I don't know. But I would definitely wait on a sale because I I think this will definitely be one of those games that even drop off. Yeah, come this Black Friday, it's probably gonna be twenty bucks.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the time to pick it up or rent it, like I did. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's fun. But that's one of the games I've been playing this week, and uh, I think that maybe some of the criticisms towards it are a little bit unfair. Mm. Not necessarily unfair, but I just don't think the game really wants to be this big massive AAA like experience. Yeah. I think it just wants to be fun. I feel you on that. Yeah. Now, I know Daniel that you have been playing a game this week that maybe is a little bit more polished and is
0: <laughs> Yeah. I think so. Uh so I mean, I've been playing Cult of the Lamb. And that that's kind of the new hot indie game. Mm-hmm. and which is why I jumped on it. I know I'm supposed to be working through a backlog, but I really wanted to play Cult of the Lamb. It looked awesome. Um, it's, it's a unique game because it, it brings in elements of like a civilization builder at times. Uh, at times it feels like Animal Crossing and it's also got roguelite elements uh, with some very Hades-inspired combat. Um, but the whole gist of the game, and this is not a spoiler, but the very first thing that happens is you are a lamb and you are sacrificed immediately, and you go down to um, it's it's not named, but it's I guess it's trying to be hell basically, and you meet this like uh, deity that's like chained up, and he revives you under the pretense that you will start a cult to worship him, and eventually restore him to like his former power. So you're a cult leader, uh, and you're this little adorable lamb. And along the way, you get more cult followers, uh, which are all these other different kinds of adorable animals. Uh, They all have different traits, like some of them gain you uh, devotion faster. Some of them uh, really don't like it when you sacrifice a follower. Uh, Some of them get sick easy. It's just... uh, So you're always managing all those different status effects of your cult. Um, There's hunger, loyalty, and... uh, Maybe like one more, but you got to juggle those things constantly. So you have to be like growing food, finding food, finding resources so you can build stuff. You got to build them beds. Their beds break. I don't know what they do at night. But, but <laughs> do basically, those? every morning I get a notification that says two beds broke. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know? um, it's a very common thing. It is.
1: It if, is. You're, if you're ever ha- you know ever become a cult leader, know that you're going <laughs> to have to repair some beds. Beds
0: going break. You know. Cult, cult going cult, Bet's going to break. Uh, but basically, in between all these things, you go out on Crusades. And that's where the Hades-inspired combat comes in. Uh, but the runs are way, way shorter than Hades. Like, a Hades run, if you get deep into it, can last like 45 minutes, you know. Um, cult of the Lamb runs are like 15 minute max. So, you know, throughout these runs, you might come back with a new follower. You might get more. You probably are going to get more resources. You're going to get gold. Uh, if you die, it's no big deal because it's a roguelite. You know, so that's just part of it. Uh, and then you come back and your your cult's full of vomit and poop. You gotta clean it all up. you gotta chop down some trees. you gotta repair some beds, feed some people, you know, because they get hungry when you're out crusading. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's just like all of that wrapped in this like over the top, clearly tongue in cheek satanic skin mm-hmm. and it's just constantly hilarious,
1: yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I had no idea what this game was like. Somehow I missed it. I may have seen a preview for it or something, or a trailer, but mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing anything about it. So this game completely flew under my radar. I had no idea what it was until I saw that you were playing it. But the description that you've given sounds like a game that I would love.
0: Well, it's, it's you know, what's really cool about it is, like, All those different elements that it have, they don't feel watered down. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like the combat feels basic. It is maybe slightly easy, but you could increase the difficulty. Um, You know, the sieve building aspects are deep enough. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's very Animal Crossing. So... I mean, it, at times it almost feels maybe like Stardew Valley because you're you're planting crops, you're watering crops, yeah, yeah. You're, you're clearing weeds, like you're doing all those things. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that. I mean, I love those types of games. I love yeah. any
1: simulation game. Mm-hmm. I eat it up. Yeah. So this is definitely, do, do you know, is this digital only or are there physical versions out there?
0: I don't think it's digital only, but I, I think when I looked it up, the digital version was $20 and I think I could get a physical copy for like 30 yeah, that so happens a, a lot. So I got with the digital games. version.
1: It happens a lot with indie games.
0: Yeah, and I'm playing it on Switch and it looks great on the OLED. Uh, but if you play it on PC, it has Twitch integration. Okay. So like we could stream it and like when I get a new follower, the the chat could like randomize could like pick their appearance, name them, all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. So it's got like some really neat like native Twitch integration.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, like I like i said i don't really i still haven't seen this game so i don't know what it looks like but i can kind of imagine i showed you my cult well you yeah you showed me like literally three <laughs> seconds you're like look at my cult when i came in today but other than that no i don't know i, I but this sounds really cool it is i'm gonna have to check this one out Especially, a lot of different kinds of weapons so it's on switch i'm assuming if it's on pc switch I'm xbox i think it's
0: on everything yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it's on everything I'll
1: find um, that out. I'm gonna definitely check this one out. But it sounds like a game that would work well on Switch. Sounds like a game that'd be fun to play handheld.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's on it's on everything. Everything.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah. PS4, Xbox
0: One. PS4, all. Xbox One, yep. Yeah, okay. The whole nine. I mean, it doesn't uh, Literally, it does everything. say PS5 as well, so I don't know. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything.
1: Everything. Well, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, like that game's great. I, I'd recommend that to anybody. Yeah. I'm, as long as they don't get offended by like clearly tongue in cheek satanic imagery right which it has in spades well but i mean it's called cult of the lamb i mean it's so adorable when you sacrifice your followers too because it's like they all come into your little church and they all got their little hoods on and then you like pick which one you want to sacrifice and they like take their hood off and they're all happy and they walk to the center and they're just standing there in the middle of this cult and then like you start, you like levitate and your eyes start bleeding, and this crazy tentacle that like comes out of the ground and grabs them, and their eyes like bug out of their head. And, they, and then all your followers are like, Yeah, and they all gain loyalty. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try this one. Yeah, and then maybe
0: it. one of them walks out of the church and he's like, I didn't like that you did that. And I
1: remember him asleep. So, who makes, uh, who published this? Like, who put
0: it together? Uh, Devolver not? Digital published it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they've they published a lot of good stuff, uh, including The Messenger. Right. So
1: That's probably the that, one I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we move on to our next topic, I want to bring up today's sponsor, oh. which is Cana Bridge of Spirits. Again? Yeah, Cana Bridge of Spirits is a longtime sponsor of the Gaming Gabe Podcast. They want you to know that you can go to Cana Bridge of Spirits to get Cana to like never before. So, there you go. Not really a sponsor. <laughs> okay, so probably the biggest news. Uh, I'll let you finish laughing before we move <clears> into
0: the. That was a little stiff, Randy.
1: <laughs> what well, was a little stiff?
0: <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <clears throat> oh, punch my microphone. No, I
1: was trying to do a real sponsor sp- spot. I was trying to like you know get practice yeah. for when we have a real sponsor. It's not just and Bridge of Spirits.
0: Like I said, gaming gig can be bought. We do have a price. It's not even that much. No.
1: Bridge of spirits—they get all this, you know, all this stuff for free. Yeah, they probably don't want us talking
0: about their game. Hashtag get caned, bro. Yeah, that's right. Use so, hashtag get caned, bro. <laughs> <laughs> on any Amazon purchase for, you know, I'm just kidding.
1: Go ahead. can use hashtags on Amazon <laughs>
0: purchases.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> okay. We got to get together. Okay, so the big news this week was that Sony announced that the PlayStation Five is getting a price increase in most regions around the world.
0: Yeah. Now, not, not the United States. Not the good old States. U.S. of
1: though. Right. Not the United States, which is, I mean, I guess we're lucky, but most people are not so lucky. Mm-hmm. This is interesting, though.
0: It is. Um. is. They're just trying to keep pace with the scalpers.
1: I We actually posted a poll about this, like, I don't know. I think it was probably many weeks ago because a... Uh, Someone had asked, I don't remember if it was Sony or Nintendo. I think it was Sony. They asked, like, hey, are you planning on increasing the price of your payment? I think they said no. I think they had no plans, but now they've done Sony it. Sony said no? I don't remember. I don't, honestly don't you remember. No, I did hear something about
0: that. What, what was that about? I, it
1: it yeah. spurred me on to write a poll about it. I don't remember when. I asked, like, would you be surprised if the PlayStation got a price increase? And everyone said, oh, that's not going to happen. But here we are. It has happened. Hmm. So Sony is blaming this on global inflation and the rising price of components. So they're saying that, hey, and exchange rates and all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. The classic reasons. But this is weird because in my memory, this is the first time that we've had a console, a gaming console go up in price. Like we're almost two years into its life.
0: Yeah. And it's a... You know, like, okay, maybe these reasons may be real. I don't know. But it's a little bit of a kick in the stomach to people who've been trying to get a PS5 for these two years and they can't. And now they're like, oh, well, when I finally am able to get one, it's going to cost more. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's
1: it's a bad look. It's And it's especially a kick in the stomach when you consider the fact that, I don't know, this is a number of months ago, Sony announced that the PlayStation 5, was not being sold at a loss, but they were actually mm-hmm. making money on it, or at yeah. least the disc version. And you know, historically, consoles are always sold at a loss. Yeah. So I don't think like any Xbox has ever been. You know, they didn't lose money on every Xbox purchase. Right. And they announced that the PS5 was like not. It was actually making money. Mm-hmm. Which is a little just, cr- crazy. They just so want you want more had, money. So now they're wanting more money. Yeah.
0: And you know, Nintendo and Microsoft have kind of capitalized on maybe the poor look that that gave Sony. Yeah. And said, "Well, we're not doing that crap."
1: Yeah, they're like, "We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna raise the prices of ours." Yeah. You know, this is, but Sony's not the first one to do this. It was just a couple weeks ago that um, Meta announced that the Quest Two was getting a price raise, and they're raising it from. The base model was going from $300 to $400, and mm. the tier above that was going from four to 500 So they're upping the price just across the board on those okay. by $100. So, you know, the... And that's
0: been out for a long time, too.
1: Yeah, that's been out since 2020 as well. So it, we're, yeah. we're two years into its life. So PS5 isn't the only one doing this, or Sony isn't with the PS5. But still, it's a little strange. Uh, we've never seen this. And this just kind of reinforces how wonky... This generation of games has been—it's
0: felt really weird. It doesn't even feel like it's hardly started yet, because mm-hmm. people are still so obsessed with, uh, like, I mean, companies are still so into supporting last generation, you know, with their right. games. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw a Spawnway video—you probably saw it too, because you watch them all—where um, he was, he kind of predicts that next year we're going to start seeing Sony and Microsoft forget about the PS4 and the Xbox One and just finally embrace the new generation, but. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me that it hasn't happened in two years. And it's weird to me that people still can't get them. Like, it's just a crazy, crazy world. Yeah, you still can't. It's it's really strange. I think that the reason that the,
1: you know, they're still supporting the PS4, uh, specifically the PS4 so much, is because the PS4 is the second, no, I'm sorry, it's like the fourth best-selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, and people can't get their hands on PS5s, so they don't want to lose out on all that software sales.
0: Right. And they, and, sense.
1: and they would. They would lose out on a lot of software sales if they, they just went to the PS5. There's not that many games. I mean, like, you literally could name on probably one hand. What did we... Returnal? Re, yeah.
0: Ratchet & Clank? Mm-hmm. I no. mean, in terms of Sony
1: games, that's about it. Yeah. There's there's some third-party ones. Um, Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I can't, I don't know. There's only a couple. There's only a couple that are PS5 exclusives. Yeah. So there's not that many, but I do think there will be some more in the future. There better be. But this price increase is I don't know. You would think that they wouldn't do this. You would think that they would either just say, hey, you know, I guess now it's no longer profitable. We're going to be selling it at a loss, mm-hmm. but we'll make up with it in software sales, which has been the traditional model for years and years you think that's what they would do. Or you might expect them to do something a little more, uh, I don't know, maybe a little more subtle, and which they've kind of done because what they've started doing now is that, now I know that you're not looking for a PS5 anymore because you own one. Right. But I like to occasionally look just to see what if they're available and just see kind of mm-hmm. what the state is. And one thing I've noticed is that now – uh, I haven't seen many just like PS5s for sale. Sony is now doing bundles where it comes with software and it's selling for.
0: That's how I got mine.
1: Well, you this, you got yours through GameStop, through GameStop. And that was a GameStop bundle. Now yeah. I'm saying Sony's doing like official bundles. Oh, I got you. Like that comes, I think right now they're pushing the Horizon Forbidden West bundle. Mm-hmm. And that's selling for $550. So that's $50 more, but it comes with the digital game. So it's kind of like. You know, you get a yeah. seventy dollar. You really get twenty dollars off if you think about it that way. But
0: yeah, that's I, not bad.
1: But really, in my mind, that's just them selling it for five hundred and fifty bucks. Because it's
0: a digital game.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. so really, it's even gone. It might be that in the United States, that we we can't find a PS Five just a plain one. You can only buy a bundle with a game, and it's at
0: mm. a higher price.
1: So it may be that, that would this be very price sneaky. increase is really all across the world, including the United States. They just say it's not. I don't know. It's interesting.
0: They, would, they wouldn't They would dare.
1: <laughs> but that brings us to a question of, now that the PS5 has had this price increase,
0: mm-hmm.
1: will demand for the PS5 go down?
0: Yeah, and we asked our followers over on the... Uh, our subscribers, rather. Uh, I get mixed up with these dang social media platforms. But we asked uh, in a poll over on YouTube if the price increase would hurt the console sales. 62% said yes, demand will be lower. said no, demand for the PS5 will still outpace supply. I'm curious where you fall on this, because I know exactly where I fall. I didn't hesitate at all. Um, I absolutely think that this will not hurt
1: the demand at all. Not a bit.
0: Not not for one minute. Not a
1: bit. No, I mean, like, (laughs) especially when you consider the fact that the probably the largest market for the PS Five, if you were to narrow it down to one region, is probably the United States. Mm-hmm. And if that's the region that the price is not going up in, then it's definitely not going to hurt it too much. Yeah. But I think even if it did, even if we do get some like tricky raising of price in the United States, where like it always comes with software and it's five fifty,
0: mm-hmm. I ain't gonna hurt nothing. I
1: still don't think the demand's going to change.
0: The people that want a PS Five are not going to stop wanting one if it's fifty dollars more. Yeah, not.
1: I mean, you got to think about like when the when the console first launched, people were buying it for over a thousand dollars from scalpers. Yeah. So if people were buying it for that much from scalpers, yeah, fifty dollars more from Sony, they're not going to blink an eye at it. They're getting bl- nothing. Now, I mean, there are certainly people who don't care to have a PS Five yet, right? And I get that because if you have a PS Four, I can understand why you, why you would be like not that interested in getting a ps5 yet because there's really no games that or at least not many there's very few games that make you really want to get the console like must plays that you have to play right now you're going to be missing out on it mm-hmm. There's, just they're not there
0: no they're not uh okay. and we had a you know we have some comments on this poll uh and the o-man maybe the zero man i think it might be a zero yeah yeah you're right the Zero, the zero man uh, thinks it depends if the scalpers can still benefit from the raised prices. Scalpers are the main reason demand is so high in the first place. I, uh, I don't think scalpers are going to raise their price exactly $50 to match.
1: Bro. No, I think that, uh, will scalpers still benefit with the raised prices? Yeah, I think that. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think that scalpers are, uh, I do think that the demand was higher in the first place because of the scalpers. Like scalpers were buying them all up. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the demand is where it is. The demand really doesn't change because of scalpers, but the availability certainly does change. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't able to supply it at the pace that the demand was, the scalpers definitely hurt that. Um, But, yeah, I think that scalpers will still absolutely benefit. They're not going to have any problem with it being a little more expensive in the first place. No. It might cut, you know, on their profit margins a little bit, but...
0: (laughs) Scalpers going to scalp.
1: Night Owl Games says still looking for a PS five, do they even exist?
0: I understand your uh your suspicion there. Not
1: I remember the first year of I mean now we're two years in almost, but mm-hmm. the very first year I I had plenty of conversations with people who said they had never seen one. They like yeah. like they didn't even believe that they were out there.
0: <laughs> well it was so hard to get. Yeah. Like Yeah. So hard to get.
1: For a while I think that um I mean, like, for a little bit, I was the only person I knew who had one, period. Oh, yeah. I didn't know anyone who had a PS5.
0: No. Nobody. You were the first person by far in our group.
1: Yeah. And you weren't too far behind, but... No. But th- th- you're right. It's like it's a like it's thing that everyone talks about, but it's not real. It feels that way. They are real.
0: They are real. I mean, you can see, you know, if the, if the camera lens was a little wider, you'd see one There's right one there. There's one right there. Yeah. We
1: promise. And this is not just like a... We're pretending it's on off-camera just to reinforce the stereo, re- reinforce the fact that it's not real. Right. We, we claim it's over there.
0: We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. Anyway, Dreaded Appliance Repair also commented, they are too much without raising the price. So he's saying they're, or he or she, I don't know, Dreaded Appliance Repair is saying uh, they're already too much.
1: And they are expensive. I they mean, sure like, are. We. Well, when was the last time we had a $500... Because the PS4 was four hundred. I think it was four hundred at launch.
0: Maybe they're just going up hundred dollars with the every generation.
1: PlayStation three was was it? five? it was six. Six. I think the PS3 launched at six hundred dollars. No way, really? I think one of the mo- like, I think that there was a five hundred and a six hundred.
0: It did launch at five hundred dollars, according to what I'm seeing. There may have been a. I think there was a higher okay, tier yep, yep, that was yep. six. Twenty gig model for five. 60 gig model for six, yeah. holy crap!
1: So we haven't had a. F- I mean, like, yeah, the PS3 was mm-hmm. really. Expensive. I didn't own a PS3. I, I just got a PS3 <laughs> got this week. I finally got a PS3. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, there, five hundred dollars is expensive, and what's crazy is that not the majority of the time these systems are sold at a loss. Hmm. So they cost more than that to even produce.
0: I know that's been a big thing with Valve and the Steam Deck. They're very, they're very transparent about the fact they're selling it at a loss. Yeah, which well, makes mean, perfect sense if you think about PC components in general.
1: I think that the, uh, I think that the Switch, um, is possibly also sold at a loss. But I think that at least it was initially, mm-hmm. and I think that now maybe they. Uh, Maybe they're, like, breaking even or they're even making a little money on it. I don't know. Mm. But it's interesting. What I think about this poll is interesting is that 62% of people said that they think the demand will be lower. And I just...
0: I think they're voting with their emotions.
1: I I think, yeah. I mean, I think, like, you would think, like, oh, yeah, if the price goes up, demand's going to go down. Like, that's just how it works. But I think that the demand is so high that it won't put a dent in it.
0: No, I don't think you'll see see it at all.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it might technically lower... But I still think that the the demand is going to be more than what's available. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still can't find it. I've never once seen a PlayStation 5 disc or the discless version on a store shelf. Never.
0: I don't know when that's going to happen. It's so weird. It's it just so weird.
1: strange that we're two years in and you can't even go to a store and buy one yet.
0: Now I remember when I bought my PS2, Like I did buy it late in the generation, but uh, I just like had been saving money. And my mom was going shopping and I just asked if I could go with her because I wanted to buy a PS2. And it didn't really matter. Like she was going to the mall and I was like, well, I'll definitely find a PS2. Right. And I did.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, like even just as recently as the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So the Nintendo Switch launched in March of 2017. I purchased one in the summer of 2017, (laughs) a couple months after its launch. Um, And... I just went into GameStop, and it was there.
0: Yeah. I just went into Best Best Buy. Did I buy mine at Best Buy? See. Or GameStop. I don't know. Uh, You were with me. uh, See, what was weird is I could
1: have swore that you got it at Target.
0: It may have been Target. I could have But swore. we we left Taco Mac and went to one of those stores in the immediate vicinity. Right. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. It could have been any of those places. It could have been Best Buy, GameStop, or Target. For some reason I have Best Buy in my mind because it's like right there. You can like see it from the Taco Mac. Well, maybe we did. Yeah. Maybe d I don't know why, but I had it in my head that you got it from Target. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know.
1: But yeah, I mean like I don't know. It's just so weird that we're in this position with the PS5 and the Series X where you just cannot find them. I do see switches. I see, I've seen switch OLEDs, especially switch lights are always, you know, regular all, you know, they're definitely available still. Yeah. And the series S is I've seen on shelves many times. And it seems like it's always in stock on Amazon and Walmart. So, but the series X and either of the PS 5s I've never once seen. And it's crazy.
0: It really is. Well, Randy, I think that brings us to our final segment. So, uh, final segment it's Be- kind of weird yeah
1: Be- before oh, we- wait one more thing before we go into our final segment i do want to say that uh if you enjoy the podcast and you enjoy the youtube channel in general um know that we do have a twitch channel and i wanted to plug it because we never plug it yeah and uh, we never really talk about it that much but and we use it a lot yeah we're on there
0: um usually three times a week three times least. a week
1: i think we're usually there like on tuesdays thursdays and sundays mm-hmm. and uh
0: starting around 8 p.m eastern
1: we stream like uh, Sea of Thieves and Fortnite, and uh, you know, so yeah. it's, it's a good time. Come hang out with us. And yeah, so yeah. we're at Twitch. I'm just looking for Twitch.tv
0: slash gaming gig. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yes. and you even get to meet a couple more of our friends. Yeah, we've got it's some other people us. who
1: aren't uh, on the podcast or on the YouTube channel who play games with us. So it's fun. I just wanted to plug that before we go into the games of the week. Hell of a plug. Now, we've already talked about Saints Row. We've already talked about uh Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. So those are certainly games we've been playing this week. But mm-hmm. have you been playing any other games this nope. week? Nope.
0: Nothing. Uh I did, I started a uh I started a Skyrim save and, and built my like wood elf archer. And then immediately I like was watching YouTube and I was like, I really wanna play Cult of the Lamb. And then I started <laughs> playing Cult of the Lamb. That was it. And I've been playing it, you know, with my free time yeah. since.
1: Well, I have been playing other games besides Saints Row. Uh, like I said, I've only really put in, like I think, like six hours in Saints Row this week. And I play more than six hours of games in a week. I play too much games. But um, You play a lot of games. Yeah. So uh, other than that, I have still been working through Kingdom Hearts. Not as much this week because Saints Row has kind of taken up a little bit of that time. But I've still been playing that. And let me think, what else am I playing? Oh, I've still been playing the uh, Legend of Zelda... Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. which is very good. Yeah, people say it's really it's good. It's very good. And uh, really enjoying that one. Um, but then the the game that has gotten me most excited this week is Catherine and I have been playing. Um, it's obviously not a co-op game, but we've been playing it passing the controller back and forth. We've been playing Paper Mario mm. for the Nintendo 64. And this is a game that uh, I did play as a child. I never finished I rented it a few times, got probably through the opening section a couple times, and then had to bring it back. Yeah. But uh, so I was excited to revisit it and give it a proper playthrough and play through the entire thing where it's a hefty game. Yeah. It's not short. And I see why I never finished it in a rental cycle because it is way too long for that. But it is so good. And I know that you've, talk, you've mentioned to me in the past that you it's a game you want to
0: play. I really want to play it, and I, I really want to go back and play Super Mario RPG.
1: The SNES game. Yeah. The I one really that came to, before Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah,
0: I really want to play both of them. Yeah. And then I also want to play those Mario and Luigi Superstar games or whatever. Yeah. Mario and Luigi games. Mario and Luigi games, yeah. yeah.
1: Superstar is one of
0: them. Yeah, Superstar Saga or whatever. Mm. Yeah, because they, they seem, from what I can tell, it seems like they kind of continued that... Um, you know, Mario RPG kind of right. essence.
1: Well, Paper Mario is not dead. We're still getting Paper yeah. Mario games, but Paper Mario games have, you know... Um, have you played any of them? No. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know that, Paper Mario is a turn-based RPG, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a little weird when you think about Mario. Right. Because it's not platforming. It is a straightforward turn-based RPG. And... Uh, it did kind of start with the Super Mario RPG on the SNES. Mm-hmm. And then um, the sequel to that, they ended up going with this cool paper art style. So they just called it Paper Mario. And it wasn't really a sequel. It was just the next game in the,
0: mm-hmm. the Mario
1: RPG kind of thing. Yeah. And then that game was so popular that it spun off its own series of Paper Mario games. And I think we've gotten we got one on N64, one on GameCube, uh, one on Wii, one on the 3DS one on the Wii U and then one on the Switch so there's been six Paper Mario games yeah
0: Um, what's the one that everybody talks about Um, Thousand uh, Year Year Door for GameCube yeah that's the second one
1: Yeah. and I hear that one is amazing I do want to play that one never played it I've only played the first I mean, besides Paper Mario and N64 that rented back in the day the only other one that I've played through is the most recent one
0: Uh, Origami King
1: Origami King yeah and I, I like Origami King
0: it looks great. I love the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, from what I can tell in trailers, and yeah. I didn't play it, but. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, I enjoyed it. But I think that the one for the Wii U and the one for the 3DS, mm-hmm. I think it was like a sticker star and then like color splash. I think those are the two oh, yeah. games. I think those right. are um, criticized as being uh, too easy. Hmm. Maybe not too easy, but like as, I don't know. The, People, I'm not really sure. I don't remember the criticisms, but I think that people say it's either too easy or they added some mechanics that kind of uh, make it so that you don't have to actually engage in combat all that much and like maybe it's broken. Or I, don't,
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's an That's ins- an Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I'll tell you that the N64
0: game is really good. I'm going to have to play it. Yeah. And it's on Nintendo Switch
1: Online because it is rather hard to find a cartridge. Yeah, like if that.
0: you have the expansion pass.
1: Yes. Of
0: yes. course.
1: On the expansion pack.
0: Along with, uh, what is that game called? Wave Racer 64? Yeah, that's the most
1: recent one to yeah. come. Did you ever play that one back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I played
0: that back in the day. Dude, I, I loved that yeah, game back in the day. that game was fun. Loved
1: it. So, one of the things I remember uh, doing when I was a kid playing Wave Racer 64 is that there is a um, a level. I don't remember which one it is, but like, there's a level in there and I can't quite remember what you got to do, but I think you have to do, like, every move in the level. If you do, like, every one of the tricks, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. If you do that, you unlock the ability to ride a dolphin. (laughs) And I remember working so hard at that when I was a kid, trying to get it to where I could (laughs) unlock this dolphin.
0: You can definitely ride a dolphin, because I've seen it in the promotional. Yeah, but
1: you... You have to unlock it by doing some special thing Hmm. i want to say it you have to do every trick in this course you have to like nail every trick and if you do them all you unlock the dolphin nice (laughs) i just remember doing that (laughs) i remember my uh i you know i was a little kid when that came out because i was in the 90s and um i remember that my uh my mom's a friend's son who was a couple years older than me is the one who told me about it. Mm. And he's the one who like
0: explained to me how
1: to do it and how to unlock the dolphin. And he had already done it on his version. That's how it worked
0: back in the day. You yeah. like you hear about these unlockables and how to do them like on the playground and you go home and try it. You know, like yeah. no internet, maybe no probably no guidebook. Just a landline telephone and Mountain Dew. <laughs> and that's how you figure out
1: how to unlock it. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the good old days, but I mean, it, progressing through games was slow back then. Yes, it know? was because you'd be stuck, and you would super stuck because it was old no games,
0: co- and they would stuck they they would stuck you. And that's
1: what? like you know, like there was the there was the uh, we we brought this up before, but this is the thing that happened to you is in uh, Ocarina of Time. I think it was the Water Temple. Oh, it
0: was the Water Temple.
1: In the Water Temple, if you did something, um, it would. It would almost seem like it was impossible to get out of there. It would seem like you could break the temple. And people told me
0: that I had broken the game. Yeah,
1: And I'm almost positive that that was a myth. That it was just like the way to get out was just so obscure or hidden that
0: Yeah. the myth was that you could break it. Well, I had to give up on that save fall.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't know.
0: No. Everybody told me I was done. Yeah. And then honestly, it made me feel better because I was like... I was like, I had no idea what to do. Like, yeah. So when people said, "Oh, you've broken your game. You pushed that boulder in the wrong time," I was like, "Okay, good. At least, at least I'm not an idiot."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think that that was a myth. Turns I
0: mean, out I was an idiot the whole time.
1: <laughs> I don't. I ne- never had that problem with the water temple. I never did that. But I think the reason I found out it was a myth is that the most recent playthrough I did at Baccarino time on the 3ds i think that i thought i had
0: done it i wonder if they fixed it on the 3ds now we got to look it up
1: look it up I, I don't think so i think that it was always a myth i really do i'm sure everyone loves when we're in our podcast and we just have to google search something and you just hear
0: can you break the water temple i'll bring it down it is absolutely impossible to become stuck in the rock in the in the water temple in Ocarina of Time. I believe this popular myth exists because players commonly save and quit immediately after obtaining the long shot. That's not what I remember doing. Um, I don't know. I think people are saying it's 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 a myth. Yeah, it's a myth. Yeah. Oh well. It was a myth. See. I was a kid. <laughs>
1: It was definitely a myth that I had heard.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess we're at the end. So until next time, I'm Randy.
0: And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.